So, UFC 262, uh, the main event, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. You know, it feels, as this sense, sense this aura, at least for me anyway, my, my personal opinion, it feels like this is going to be, like this is, is you know, supposed to be the fight of the year. Um, you know, we've got like a, a newcomer to the UFC and, um, you know, of course he is, uh, as he said before, and he's he's proven he's proven this in his debut a really successful, really good, convince, convincing debut um, back at UFC two fifty seven in January of this year two thousand twenty one against Dan Hooker uh, knocks Dan Hooker out in the first round of the of the fight. Um, you know, <laughs> really really good. And I have to remind myself that even up until that point, I hadn't really known or even heard of who Michael Chandler was. Uh, for some reason, and uh, that for me, as a mixed martial arts uh, fan, that doesn't uh, speak well. But anyway, um, for this fight, you know, again, it, for me, it does feel like it's a fight of the year. You have some, you have a newcomer to the UFC, Michael Chandler, who is new to the UFC, not new to the sport, and he, you know, he's proven that. Well, at least for for now. I mean, I think when i say he's new to the sp- he's new to the ufc not new to the sport you know he's he already i mean he's come out, out of a organization bellator which um st- which is still you know behind the ufc it's the second largest fighting organization in um in terms of the um in, in the world for a mixed martial arts or combat sports um so yeah he's he's new to the ufc not new to the sport and, you know there's lots of naysayers and um all the haters who have said that he was given special treatment to uh, that's the reason why he was catapulted to the to that level where he is now in the UFC. Uh, but so I think that first um, fight we have done hooker back at UFC two fifty seven it helps just give us a, give us some idea of what sort of you know fighter he is what sort of you know they say that when someone is like an unknown individual to a certain environment they're like an unknown quantity. But I mean for that fight for me it did say that this this guy's a force to be reckoned with and he you know he's someone who shouldn't be you have to put some respect on his name you know um so for the fight that's coming up uh, which will be in the next few hours and um, by the time this podcast um hits youtube and all the audio platforms um for me personally i mean seeing how michael chandler fought against dan hook and all his other fights in bellator and seeing how charles Oliveira fights I have to say, and uh, many people say that it's, it's going to be a close fight. Me, but for me, my own personal opinion, I have to say it's going to go to Michael Chandler. I can't see Michael Chandler not winning this fight. Um, uh, he's such a well-rounded um, fighter. He's good on the ground. He's a, he has a solid background in wrestling <laughs> from the time that he was in school, in high school. Um, so that's not a problem for him at all. And with his hand, he's dangerous. With his hand, his striking is very dangerous. Uh, so you know, if this fight does go the other way, I'm sure it's probably because um Charles Oliveira has been very smart with his um striking and with his attacking, um how he how he will go about attacking Michael Chandler. Maybe there'll be just a, a really he gets lucky with a knockout, uh, not to to water down uh, Michael Chandler as you know the sort of fighter that he is, but just the way sorry not to knock not to water down Charles Oliveira and his um, level of fighting, but. Just the way Michael Chandler is, you know, he's a good wrestler. So if he gets on the ground, you're in trouble. If you're going to be on the receiving end of his strikes, his jabs, his hooks, 
his punches, punches, his strikes. You know, you're going to be, in, you're still going to be in trouble because his he's very dangerous with his hands and his shots are very heavy. You know, so you know, like I saw UFC two fifty seven against Dan Hooker, just took that was it uh, a right hook and Hooker just went down and uh, Michael Chandler just finished the fight with a TKO. So uh, yeah, I mean Chandler is uh, known for his explosive fighting. His striking is dangerous. Uh, and you know the, the way his fight, the way he fights, his fighting style. You know he, he, the way he goes about attacking his opponent, as in taking down his opponent piece by piece. He like he tends tends to stalk and track his opponent within the octagon, and uh, I don't think there's anything else I can say without repeating myself. But yeah. If I was to put my money on it, I would say that uh, Michael Chandler would take the win away from this fight. Uh, sorry to to en- any of the um, anyone who disagrees with me, but this is my personal opinion. Even in my Instagram stories, I put out a poll uh, just for the people who follow my content and for the people who are to engage with it on social media. Um, I think one person has voted in, in favour of Michael Chandler. Four people have voted in favour of um, Charles Oliveira. So. Um, some you know some people do believe that Charles Oliveira will, ha- will take the win and uh, yeah I mean Charles Oliveira is a t- is a tough opponent of course but for me looking at Michael Chandler that just he's in for someone who is so nice and well spoken <laughs> outside the octagon uh, as a mixed martial arts um, athlete he's so, he's a very dangerous dangerous fighter so um, the next fight which is uh, which interests me the co-main event between Tony Ferguson and Darish um um Darish Benil. Um I think it's gonna be a close fight. Tony Ferguson is a very unpredictable fighter. Um of course it's not it's not uncommon or it's nothing new that he does have some mental health issues and uh yeah that's not that's that's nothing new to people but looking at his fight his fight um the last fight he had that he uh, competed in against Justin Gaethje, UFC 249, stand up was good. His moves were unpredictable, uh, and he he can take shots. He can absorb shots pretty well and still keep going as if nothing has happened, as if he's not not been touched. Uh, he has a strong chin, and his endurance is also um, uh, quite remarkable too. So um, he. He also he kind of reminds me of the statement that was made about Khabib when Khabib was uh, still competing shortly shortly before Khabib retired. Um, Khabib was a sort of fight. No, well, I say Khabib, but the statement ma- statement made about Khabib was that Khabib is a sort of fighter that you can just throw anything at him, shots, whatever you've got in your arsenal, and he'll just keep walking towards you, walking towards you without stopping or slowing down. And that is the sort of fighter that the same sort of fighter that I can see in Tony Ferguson. Um, but where his opponent is concerned, um, uh, Darush, his stand-ups were decent. His ground game is good also, but I think um, looking at the two guys and just looking at the past fights that they've had, Tony Ferguson, I think, if I, again, again, if I had to put my money on it, if I had to place a bet on it, if I had to make a decision, I, I would place my bet on Tony Ferguson uh, winning this fight. So, do, 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 yeah, um for me that those are the two fights that really interest me um just out of this whole card um yeah really i'm not too bothered about the, <laughs> the rest of the card excuse me just turn that off
Alright guys, so um sorry I had to just sort sort out something on my tablet. So um another po- thing I want to talk about in the uh, in this podcast in this particular episode is the um and it really intrigued me um when I you know started getting into combat sports into especially uh, mixed martial arts but out of um the two big combat sports that really most people are engaged in especially boxing and mixed martial arts boxing and mixed martial arts MMA which one is the harder of the two now for me I would agree I would say that mixed martial arts is uh, a lot harder a lot tougher than boxing is um and you know the uh, mixed martial arts athletes uh, even though there's an argument still being had today especially within the UFC being like the biggest fighting organization they they hold the biggest share of the um mixed martial arts market um you know this there's this argument that because of what a lot of the things that the mixed martial arts athletes have to go through cutting weight training keeping to a strict diet um getting enough getting enough rest um learning different um disciplines of this of the mixed martial arts sport um you know they don't get paid enough for it you know they they don't get paid their worth whereas boxers get paid a lot more and what you have to do in boxing really there's in my opinion there's there's less to learn in boxing and there's less um there's let me say there's less suffering less stress to endure less stress to um put up with and tolerate in in the sport of boxing than there is in mixed martial arts that's my opinion from you know from what i've from what i've seen i've read as much as i can into this i mean i'm starting with the first point i want to make about mixed martial arts uh so fighters um they one of the biggest one of the biggest um factors in mixed martial arts for the athletes is that making weight cutting weight for uh, a particular for a particular uh, weight division that they're going to be competing in so um they need to make it they need to be able to meet a particular weight class in order to compete and this is this is very challenging i mean i've not i've cut weight myself in the past uh, but not as strict no as excessively or let's say as what's what i'm looking for um yeah as let's say excessively as mixed martial arts athletes have done so um i've done in the past where by about i've just kept to a strict um six or seven meal uh, meals a day um uh, diet whereby each meal was just the size of my fist because you know this, this is like the size approximately the size of your stomach and your gut um but i wasn't really um, training that hard like most mixed martial arts athletes would be doing so this is really challenging because it's considered um, yeah, and it's even considered even harder than the actual fight itself and I think there's proof of that if you look at the weighings of hap- that happen if, in fact if you look on cer- certain videos on YouTube and just certain sources of information from certain s- social media platforms you'll see um, a certain 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 you'll see that there have been athletes and I've noticed this at one of the two weighings with the female athlete I can't remember what her name was but I think at the weigh when she had finished being weighed on the scale and she just took a few steps back to get off the scale and get back into the sk- stage, she actually fainted. And that's not uncommon in uh, mixed martial arts because, you know, it's just the body is in so much in, in so much shock as to what's going on, whether it's just been um, devoid and kind of been, you know, there's just with almost like these withdrawal symptoms of lack of nutrients and just lack of food, basically lack of a normal normal diet you know so when that happens the body just you know it's like a a massive and really 
unexpected shock to your body which it doesn't like at all and you know it's it's re- really uncomfortable so um that itself just cutting weight is a big 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 um hurdle for many fighters to climb and many fighters to, to get over so and how you know that this is quite extreme uh, yeah i think the word i was looking for was extreme is that um uh, in a week some fighters have been known to at least drop their weight by 20 to 30 pounds within a single week so it shows goes to show you how extreme the weight cut has can be or has to be depending on you know how soon the fight is if maybe it's a less than a week away or less than two weeks away less than three weeks away less than a month away and the maybe the fight is taking the fight on at sh- such short notice then you know j- this just goes to show how you know how uh, difficult the, the weight cut can be because if you don't make that particular weight then you can't compete you know those are the rules unfortunately and of course it makes the fight as hard as possible so the other point is also the, the, the next point excuse me is also having to think quickly when when the fighters are in the cage and where they're actively competing within the in the octagon there um and i've, I've experienced this myself when i was doing uh, my um, kickboxing and boxing sessions with my coaches um when you're when you're in that situation in that um in the cage whether you feel in that situation where you've got to really think fast do some quick thinking you've got to assess and almost you know guess what your opponent is going to do next and you've got to be prepared with your own um, how you're going to retaliate how you're going to attack how you're going to respond to whatever attack they come at you with or whatever attack they throw at you so um reading their opponent their actions um how they will potentially attack knowing the best time to attack how to attack and you've got to get all all of these in right down to the, yes down to the uh, smallest detail because one 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 wrong move and you could be the fight could end with a knockout in favor of your opponent that could be not necessarily by um by a uh a jab or strike but it could be by a head kick flying knee you know i've seen <laughs> we've seen quite a few times in the past that the fight has ended within the first round and i call it a situation certain situations um, I say that the fight has ended before it's even started you know it's ended before it's even started because the um, knockout whether it's a KO a a knockout or a TKO you know it came and happened so fast you know nobody saw it coming it's just so so shocking now it's not like it's a a crazy new thing but anytime it happens it, it feels that way it's not something that's overwhelmingly overwhelmingly new but when you see it happen again and again it feels like it's something new it feels like it's something shocking that you've just never seen before um so that's just another point that the uh, mixed martial arts athletes have to think about (coughs) so the third point is um third reason anyway is um mixed martial arts the athletes have to have a high level of conditioning now one of the fun now this does a points in the direction of, of factors such as um, endurance and how much damage you can take in the cage this and this is a, a point which relates to what i said about tony ferguson you know having a strong chin be able to take um uh, abuse that sort of f- harsh severe physical abuse and still keep on going for as long as you can because in this sport unlike any other sports and um, basketball baseball not in let i think 
this probably th this does apply to other combat sports as well, such as BJJ, boxing. Um, regardless of how you feel, you can't call for a timeout to recover. If you really need the fight to stop, for the competition to stop, for even if even if it's just one to two to three minutes, you can't do that at all. In the other sports, um, basketball, baseball, American football, or rugby, you can do that. But um, in combat sports, especially mixed martial arts, that's uh, that's not allowed. Doesn't exist. So if you really are feeling, if you really can't um, recover, and I've seen this happen before in quite a few fights and before in the past, um, if one fighter really can't recover or to, well enough to like they can like dust themselves off and uh, just you know get back into it they can't do that then unfortunately the other opponent will seize the opportunity to finish the fight with a TKO or knockout or just finish the fight and win so um, it's one of the fundamentals of being a mixed martial arts athlete because when you're in there you're going to be taking so much abuse but you're still expected to carry on and to just battle through all of it to the very bitter end whether you win or lose so you know excellent conditioning can make the difference between winning or losing um, so yeah I mean there's not much else I can, else I can say into that if not I'll just be repeating myself so the next reason is durab durability so in mixed martial arts um, uh, and this does somewhat relate to the last point that I made about conditioning so mixed martial arts um, athletes the fighters do need to be able to, able to take you know um, plenty of plenty of shots and strikes and plenty of attacks and abuse if that is the case from the opponent and continues to fight so um, and this does apply in, in certain situations harsh severe situations and scenarios whereby the opponent has dealt some damage to maybe the fighters um, heads or there are certain places like I mean if they if they're hitting the groin then the referee will step in to stop the fight let the opponent that was, that was on the receiving end of that illegal attack let them recover when in that instance in that scenario because that's an illegal um, move that's a no-no um, I think they make that exception to stop the fight let them recover before they resume but again um, you know durability, durability I mean again like in the last point you need to have enough of this be able to put up with a lot of abuse to to win and to compete efficiently it's just unfortunately the nature of this beast um so the next reason is that you've got to have a solid background in, in at least one discipline and this actually relates to another um, reason which i'll which i'm going to come up which i'm going to address um uh, just <laughs> which i'm going to address later on so um Having a solid back background and at least one discipline, um, a lot of high, a lot of the high-ranking fighters in mixed martial arts, in I think not just the UFC, but in Bellator won championship, PFL, um, bare knuckle and fighting championship. Um, you've got to have, although, no bare knuckle, no, <laughs> um, no, I tell a lie that no bare knuckle, it, no. But I mean the other, the other organizations are the um the front the foundation that of how they how they run the organi organization their fighting organization that's based on mixed martial arts um yeah most of the athletes do have to have a solid solid background in at least one discipline of of martial arts whether it be wrestling uh, judo um, brazilian jiu-jitsu grappling boxing kickboxing you know because each one of those uh, makes up one of the fundamental parts of mixed martial arts which is why it's called a mixed martial arts sport 
you can use all of those, have all of those in your arsenal to compete and win the fight. So, yeah, again, a lot of the high-ranking fighters have come into MMA bearing skills in particular martial art, and fighters can still learn and add other skills to their core um, skill set. Now, the next reason as to why um, makes martial arts, in my opinion, again, is um, harder than boxing is the serious injuries that the um, athletes can potentially um, endure and sustain in their fights. So, there's always a potential for mixed martial arts fighters to sustain serious injuries. Uh, not just serious injuries, but even life-changing injuries. Um, so, you know, other combat sports, they don't really... Um, yeah, I mean, um, where you see this a lot is just how a fight is finished, um, whether it's a TKO, knockout, which can inv involve moves um, such as the flying knee or knee or just a really heavy and severe um, severe striking, it's a really hard punch. So a good example is Muay Thai, and as, as I just explained, uh, that includes attacks such as a flying knee. And if the attack is done properly if the flying knee for example is, is done properly then you, the opponent can be at the result not well the overall resulting result can be really devastating there is I mean I should get the names of these guys before I even talk about this in the podcast but there is a particular fighter that um, I do remember seeing of his um, I don't know his name but there's a particular fighter and I'm sure if anyone who's watching this wants to kind of give the description but he has a dent in the um, center of his forehead where he did take a, a really severe knee to the head um, but that's a good example because I think despite the damage that it did and I think it healed as best as it could but that dent I think he's per he permanently has that now for life but that's just an example of how, of how bad and um, how serious the injuries can be um, that's a, like a, a life changing injury so moving on the next reason is mental toughness and strength and um they say that fight for fighting it's 90% mental strength and then it, it's 10% physical strength so in this sport mixed martial arts um it isn't necessarily a team sport it's an individual sport so um the pressure and the fear and stress always you know, typically rest on the shoulders of the um particular um, mixed martial arts athlete that's competing in the particular fight um, and you know one of the things that the fighters do need to win is to be successful in to, to win and to be successful in um, in mixed martial arts is the mental um, it is mental strength and having a big heart um, you know when you're standing there in the octagon and uh, you, you're facing your opponent um, there's going to be lots of things rushing through their minds, as well as just th you know, as well as you know, hearing the roar of the crowd in the in the arena or whatever venue it will, it will be in, um, and you know, there's something that they call is it called a fighter's fear of fighters fighters and anxiety, whereby with all of those things resting on your shoulders, you still have to be mentally strong and you still have to you know have that mental strength and have that. That sort of, I mean, you've got to concentrate on, on making sure that you win, uh, that you win the fight, uh, no matter what happens, you know. Because um, when you lose, 
how do I word this properly? You know, when you lose um when you lose a fight in mixed martial arts, uh there's the not just the fact that you lost, but uh, I've heard many fighters talk about this before. Um there's the embarrassment that comes with the loss as well, you know, that you were um that you had your ass kicked, so you had your ass beaten and whooped and handed to you in front of so many people. Uh people to you know now we've got social media and the internet people go away after the fun start making memes and gifts just start making fun of you people's opinions will start to change um, about you starts to change uh, some fighters I've been talking about in my last podcast uh, Donald Cerrone um, uh, Little Heathen it's Stephen Smith I've even forgotten their name his name rather but you know, especially, for, especially for fighters who um, the, the, the most recent fights they have they've lost you know they're coming off a, of a five six seven fight and <laughs> losing streak so um the fact that you've lost some fights already before th- this fight that you've just lost you know it just it doesn't happen um that sort of thing of course chips away at your mental at your mental state of mind so you know it's uh you know you've got to be in a fight for something like especially in the in the world of mixed martial arts overall um for, for the fighting um, for the sports side of things, for the business side of things, you know, you've got, to, you really have to have a mental, you've got really got to have a, a tough mental side to you, you know, so because um, if you if you were, I'm making my words twist, uh, messed up here. I mean, if you were, t- it's almost like, well, let me compare it to fitness. You know, tr- and training at the gym. There'll be some days you feel you feel like um training and other days you just you you really don't feel like training at all if you if you only want to train and exercise on the days that you felt good that you feel happy that you feel in a good mood because when you, there's something you're looking forward to happening in the week month or that same day then you really wouldn't um achieve a really good physique because really generally if you want to um if you really want to change your physique and change your diet change your overall lifestyle it should be something that you do repeatedly and repetitively all the time so you really have first of all it's to do with your mental state of mind um if you're mentally strong you're you're really this is something you really really want to do despite whatever else may be happening in your life um you um will do it regardless and the same thing applies to mixed martial arts no matter your circumstance no matter how many losses you've got no matter if you've got some domestic issues at home your wife hates you uh you had a falling out of a, a, a really close family um, member a really good friend has done the day you only just if any just anything like that's happening you know you really got to face all of that out of your mind and just concentrate on what's in front of you and that's your opponent and beating your opponent and coming out of this competition as the successor so i mean having that mental capability and mental state of mind really really does help if if your mind isn't there if mentally you're not there then you've lost the fight already before you've even started it so again, tongue. T- I mean, I really, I should have said that at the start instead of just um, getting too technical. So moving on, uh, in mixed martial arts, you do have to master and know multiple fighting styles. So um, a really good mixed martial artist will be well versed in different fighting styles and techniques, uh, different martial arts. Uh, so they've got to know how to combine all of these and use these efficiently to beat their opponent to uh, win the fight so it does help it does help um, the um, athlete if they're 
after a really well first in the I think the main fighting styles which include wrestling, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and boxing. So that really does help. I mean if you only if you only um really knew one of these then it really it doesn't help I mean the the name of the sport itself suggests common sense suggests that it's uh, mixed martial arts so you've got to know more than one of these more than one or not these but more than one martial art to uh, to compete in this war and to be successful to win as many fights as possible at least to win more than lose and moving on the dynamic the way the sport is the dynamics of the sport seems to be changing and evolving over to, um, more and more so over time as the years go by and I think this is mainly down to the fact that you have newer younger talent that's coming in virtually every week every month every year and the way they fight the way they throw their jabs the way they um, throw their strikes the way they throw their kicks uh, the way they wrestle and grapple clinch um, the way they do all those things they you know naturally everybody will have their own style of doing it because everyone's body is different you know no two people's um everyone's different <coughs> so of course you will have some younger talent that comes in and probably they throw a jab or a strike in a such a unique way that it looks like it can actually knock if someone else was on the receiving end of that strike or whatever attack it was it looks like it'll do some serious damage so other fighters see this and they can they common sense will suggest that they've got to like adapt their own fighting style in such a way that it, uh, it works to their advantage so they can if potentially if they do have to compete against this person in the fight you know they can compete in such a way that they can win basically so that's an example as to how the fights evolve how the sports excuse me, not the fight how the sport of mixed martial arts is changing o o over the years and it's always evolving nothing you know is necessarily staying the same and lastly um and this will be probably the most obvious one even for novices permanent injuries um so throughout their careers uh, mixed martial arts fighters and this is something that well i think it depends if you are a really good fighter or if you're just really really lucky uh for most uh, mixed martial arts fighters for, well let's say for for a, a significant number of, of fighters a few um they do unfortunately in this sport it's just the nature of the sport and how it goes uh subject their bodies to um to low acute stresses and serious injuries and uh, even a study way back in i can't say way back but a study a few years ago did show that a number of uh, knockouts and stoppage stoppages by referees in mixed martial arts were even far higher in comparison to other combat sports such as um boxing and judo bjj so you know it's a excuse me it's a mixed martial arts sport so you will have the athletes uh, competing in such a way that they'll be using uh, muay thai they'll be um, using their boxing skills their kickboxing skills uh, their wrestling skills grappling or whatever whatever martial art they know that they're allowed to use they'll be using it to compete in the fight and to win basically so um, and depending on how hard and how how well they are they can use their skills unfortunately the person their opponent that's going to be on the receiving end potentially could get injured and um, they can it, the injury could be permanent or at the very 
at the very most it could be life changing you know so it's just one of those unfortunate things I hate doing these shows and then I keep getting tongue twisted and tongue tied and just sound, sounds like I'm just going all, all over the place uh, so guys um, the last thing that I want to mention is that um, the Diego Sanchez situation um, the, the Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabio situation is still there's still a lot of things coming out of that story and um, I'm going to say it here and uh, I was just very apprehensive about mentioning this in my last podcast and mentioning this um, at all but I am going to try and probably on my next show or in the near future try and get Joshua Fabio onto the podcast and just um, of course I'm hearing for most people we are all hearing a lot about Diego Sanchez people are trying to um, kind of like I'm hearing his side of the story well we know that immensely he's not always been okay but um, from what people are saying from well, from what he's te- been telling people um, it's believed that he, he's been taken advantage of okay that's um, that's alright that's um, it is what it is but I wanted to basically ask for Joshua Fabia for his side of the story and just to, um, to I, I like to make sure that I get all the facts before I come up with my own conclusions to what's happened. So I know many people may not like me for doing this and that's a very um, controversial topic because of what's happened to Diego Sanchez and how he his contract was terminated by the UFC. Um, I know many people may, um, many people do not like um, Joshua Fabia for that because many people do many people respect Diego Sanchez um yeah I would like to get um speak to um, Joshua Fabia and ask him about his um side of the story and ask him what has actually happened um what really went down just his own uh, because I'm, I want to remain as neutral as possible in this situation before I come up with my own conclusion so guys if you've listened if you've listened this far into this podcast thank you very much um if you do um if if you did like this episode please do don't forget to leave a like don't forget to to subscribe it really helps when you do that to help me grow my channel and the podcast you can follow me on instagram my name is icojarko1 you can follow me on twitter my name is icojarko and you can also follow me on well i'm on facebook as well for anyone who still uses that my name is icojarko and Yes, you can also listen to my podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Google Podcasts and I don't think there's anything else I haven't covered. Thanks.